So here's the check. question. In one, two, three. How do independent adjusters like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profit, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income? Without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while standing out in the crowd. That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. And I do want to welcome you to episode 40 of the Independent Adjuster Podcast. I'm going to talk to you today about the number one way to get farther, faster. And I'm not talking about a shortcut. I'm not talking about a cheat. I'm not talking about a get-rich-quick scheme. I'm talking about networking. I want to give you the five things you should be or do while you are networking. So this list, if you can learn to be these things and be yourself while doing these things, you'll have a great advantage in this world of insurance as an independent adjuster. Before I get into it, today's episode is brought to you by Livegenic. Livegenic is a real-time collaboration platform for insurance. You get to see photos, video, and notes as they happen. No more waiting for the adjusters, appraisers, your photo taker to upload the photos. If you're missing a photo, you can easily grab it from the built-in video functionality. Check out Livegenic's full suite of real-time collaboration tools to help you streamline your lost documentation at iPath.com slash Livegenic. Guys, this software is so amazing. It only The only thing that could really hold you back uh, from using Livegenic and, and Alex and the team he's built over there, the only thing that could hold you back when using the software is your imagination. Imagine it, figure out a way to make it work, with Livegenic. It is awesome. All right. Now, today we're talking about the five things you should be or do while you're networking, how to get farther faster. So we've all heard it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And this is very, very, very true in the insurance industry. If you get to know people in our industry, you probably will never be hurting for work. One thing I constantly observe while I am uh, talking with new or future appraisers or adjusters, is that we usually come up against two different roadblocks. One is you don't know enough. You don't have enough training. You don't know uh, what paintless dent repair is. You don't know uh, what the inner structure of the vehicle damage looks like. You don't know how to write an estimate, so you don't have enough training. Or you don't know anybody. You don't know anybody. you got to know people in this industry to get started. So don't be scared to network. But when you network, you know, there's some things you need to do and experienced adjusters. Let me tell you, people like myself and other people who have been down that long, hard road to become an adjuster, we want to help people like yourself who um, are trying. You know, we don't want to help people who are just doing the least amount of work in air quotes. We don't want people just trying to get by. We want people who are hungry and want to make things happen for themselves. That's who we're going to help, those who are willing to help themselves. And usually we can spot who's willing to work hard 
and is trying out of a crowd. So that's usually who we're going to pick. If you see somebody getting picked over you, eh, might be because you're not trying hard enough and people can see that you're not giving it your all or maybe you're not one of these five things we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to give you these five things you need to be while networking in the insurance industry or even on social media as an independent adjuster. I want you to succeed, and there may be some other great tips or things you can imagine or things you could do, um, but at least with these five, you're going to have a base to work with, and you're not going to be flying blind wondering, what do I need to do? How do I need to do this? Um, but before we get in that actual five list, just a quick word on being social, you know, on LinkedIn and Facebook and whatever else they come up with next week. Uh, use social media to connect uh, uh, to adjusting groups purposefully uh, and, and search out and connect to mentors and other experienced adjusters. But don't be annoying. But if possible, use a custom greeting to connect to them. So like, you know, when you click message on LinkedIn, uh, use something like, I'm an independent adjuster and I thought we could both benefit by connecting here. Don't use the built-in custom or non-custom greeting that Microsoft and LinkedIn have built in there. Use something. Put a little effort out there. Show you're trying. Uh, but use LinkedIn especially to find mentors, experts, and leaders in the industry industry, and connect to them. And this is what's going to happen is not only going to make a connection there, but you're going to start seeing their content on your LinkedIn feed. And you're going to see what they're talking about. And it's probably something relevant to the industry. So all of a sudden, you're going to start knowing what the industry is talking about and some of the things that are relevant for conversation. So me personally, I only use LinkedIn. I don't use Facebook. It is the professional network, LinkedIn. And so I think it's a great place to network professionally. Keep Facebook for updating your cousin on what you had for dinner. But LinkedIn is a place for professional conversation. So make sure you post relevant and like relevant things to your industry. If you're sitting here liking a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, political stuff or inappropriate things for your industry that have nothing to do with it, then people aren't going to take you as serious as if you are posting and writing and liking things that have to do with your industry. Because obviously... You're not there to play around. You're there to work in this industry, and that goes a long way. So that's all I'm going to say really about social media. But now let's get into the five things to be while networking as a claims adjuster. Okay, so number one, and this is probably the hardest one, be likable. Okay, so for some of us, it's harder than others. My wife would say for me to be likable is really hard some days, okay? I am as stubborn as a mule when I want to be, and it's hard for me to be likable. But you got to understand that people, in order for them to like you, guess what? You got to be likable, and it's hard to be likable or liked if you're not likable. So... Anyone in this industry, basically, auto, property, doesn't matter. Anyone can write an estimate, and if you put 10 other competent adjusters next to uh, that one adjuster on the same file, you're going to get similar photos, similar estimates, and similar notes. So the big difference is you, okay? You, the person. And the world needs you, not just another adjuster. It needs you to be yourself, 
but try hard to be a likable version of yourself, okay? We don't want somebody who wants to argue with us every other word about the latest political scandal. We want somebody who's likable and professional. So try hard to be likable. If you don't talk to anyone um, at orientations um, or you're selfish during your conversations, you're not going to build a very good or strong network. So make sure as you kind of walk through this thing, you're being cognizant. You're being aware of how you're talking about this. When someone's telling you information on the industry and they're making themselves vulnerable to you, maybe giving you names or contacts, hey, pay attention. Don't be selfish. Don't be all in for you. And, um, you know, be likable. So Jason Heenan of Adjuster Talks, the podcast he's got, talks about the difference between a $60,000 a year adjuster and a $200,000 a year adjuster in his network. Or the only thing that separates them usually is their network. So I know from personal experience in, in my career that the only reason I have work isn't so much my skill or experience, but it's always the people I know helping me out, connecting me to a place to work, and then... Maybe my skill and experience helps keep me there, but my friends and my network and the people I've worked with are the people who have my back, and that's why I have work. It really doesn't have so much to do with me. It has to do with that network. So this is valuable. Grow your network by, number one, being likable. Number two, you need to be a servant. People can tell if you have what it takes to be an A-list adjuster by just observing how you're acting during orientation, during any classes you attend. It's these small things that we do and the small attitudes we portray. And sometimes mine really sucks and people can pick up on it uh, that you show when no one's watching or you think no one's watching that really tells if you have what it takes. So do you open the door for other people? That's a huge thing to me. If you just like ignore people and just let the door slam in their face and like you totally should have known to leave that door open for them. I want to pick up on that and other people will too. Uh, do you clean up your lunch trash? I, do you just leave it there and expect someone else to take care of your mess? Because that's another thing that's going to come out in claims. You're going to leave things loose and untied and untidy, and you're going to expect other people to pick up your dang trash. So pick up the trash. Start now. Uh, do you tip? You know, do you tip the waiter rate a waitress you're working with? This shows a lot about how you think about other people. And if you don't think about other people the right way, if you're not there to be a servant to them, you're going to let companies down because you're going to have the wrong mentality. And do you help others uh, when you're presented with an opportunity? You know that time when you're so tired, you just want to go to bed. Someone's like, man, I got a flat tire. And you know, you know, you should help them change it. And you're like, ah, you really want me to come help you with that? Because I not really want to, but I will. You know, when you do things like that, those acts, those opportunities, when you act on them, when they're presented to you, that goes a long way to showing you're a servant. You're not just there to consume other people and things. You're there to be a servant. So while being an IA, we remember that we represent a lot of different faces in the industry and having um, perspective and treating everyone with respect, kindness, and truly serving them sets you apart from the crowd. Remember, it's you that sets yourself apart, not your estimates, not your accuracy, not even your cycle time or your notes. It's you. All those other things will do better if you're doing this one thing, being a servant. So you serve the insured, 
the insurance company, the independent appraisal company, repairs, and other adjusters all at the same time. It's a balance to do the right thing for everyone and to act with integrity, but it's something you must do. So number one was be likable. Number two is be a servant. Okay, number three, be professional. Okay, getting a little personal maybe to some people at home, but that's okay. Although you might be tempted, you might be tempted to attend a certain type of nightclub with some of the guys or gals or get wasted with a group of adjusters, I'd caution you to keep things professional. Not only for your home life, but for your professional life as well, but definitely for your home life, okay? Uh, Because that's going to bleed over. This is, this is all interconnected. So when you keep things professional on the job, hopefully you can keep things good going at home. So, you know, this bleeds into a lot of different areas. And it's not just simple decisions like the one I just said. Uh, watch what you say with your jokes. What spots you choose for dinner. An odd, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, too much alcohol at the dinner table and consuming too much alcohol in a professional setting. Man, you want everyone to remember that you're responsible and a good person to call to work and that they can rely on you. So they want to know that you're going to make them look good if you're called upon by someone they refer you to. And a bad night singing drunk karaoke could ruin that perception. So just be careful and be professional. So number one, be likable. Number two, be a servant. Number three, be professional. Number four, be honest. For some reason, many of us in this industry and other industries I've worked in feel the need, maybe it's just human nature in general, we feel the need to lie about our experience. One, because you need three years to get started, right? So right out of the gate, this industry is wrought with people lying because there's no way Everyone listening who has a job had three years of experience when they started working. 90% of people I talk to has fudged on the numbers to get a job, okay? And that's not okay, but it's what they had to do to get a job. So most of the time, right out of the gate, we're having to lie about experience. You ha- People feel the need to lie about their skills. Oh, yeah, I know how to write hail. Oh, totally, man. I could write that in 10 minutes, no problem. And then we come to find out you can't. Sometimes we lie about our financial situations. Oh, man, I got so much money stacked up in the bank. And the next week, you're begging for an advance because you don't. You don't have any money. Maybe you're lying about your family life or or a number of other things, your health. But I promise you that it always comes back to bite you in the rear eventually. may not be right when you see it, but at some point in time, the lies will catch up to you. You don't want... To be remembered for a lie, and you don't want, um, and you don't want to have to be remembering what lies you told to who. So the best way is to be honest with everyone, and people want to help people and someone that they feel. If they feel like you're going to betray their trust because they've caught you in twenty white lies, you're. You're, you're not going to have a good network. It's just not. No one's going to trust what you're saying. No one's going to believe the things you say. And no one's going to believe the promises that you make them. So remember, remember, people, if they eventually stick their neck out for you, they need to trust you. It's okay if you're inexperienced, but it's not okay to be dishonest ever. Okay, so we got be likable, number one. Be a servant, number two. We got number three, be professional. 
Number four, be honest. And lastly, number five, be generous. Networking is all about giving to each other. If all you ever do is take, 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 people will take notice. This covers everything from tipping the server well that I mentioned earlier to picking up the tab, uh, sharing advice with others. If you hold back from others, they will likely hold back from you. Being generous also means appreciating and being grateful for the time, effort, and energy others invest into you. No one, I repeat, no one needs to invest in you and you should appreciate any help that you get, whether they're getting paid to train you or not. Guys, I hope this is helpful. Number one, let's go through it. Be likable. Number two, be a servant. Number three, be professional. Number four, be honest. Number five, be generous. Till next week, keep walking your path. So you want to be a catastrophic adjuster. Here's the deal. You've got your adjuster's license. You signed up for a few major companies. You've attended orientation. You might have even received a text saying you're on standby. So have thousands of others. Thousands of others are waiting just like you. They're waiting for their ticket, their shot, at being a catastrophic adjuster. Do you want to wait in that line? Or would you like to skip it? Because I have a solution. Learn how to be a hail damage estimator with Hail Score by IAPAC. My name is Chris Stanley. I'm a nine-year adjusting veteran. And I've earned my income as a hail adjuster, traveled the country, and I've seen what it takes to succeed. The problem is you don't know enough and you don't know anybody. Come join me on this journey. Come be a part of something. You need to learn a skill to succeed. Don't do what everyone else does because you'll just end up waiting just like everyone else. There's hope. There's a path. Join me in skipping the line. Learn to be a catastrophic hail adjuster and score more catastrophic deployments with hail score by IAPATH. We are IAs. Visit HailScoreCourse.com. That's HailScoreCourse.com.